Welcome to the final bachelor party of Becca's season. We're going to get into Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. But first, a few notes about what's happening on the Ringer Podcast Network. Today, David Chang interviewed Nick Kroll. Check that out on the Dave Chang Show. Additionally, if your fantasy draft is coming up soon, check out the Ringer NFL Show. Danny Kelly and Danny Heifetz have got some advice for you. And lastly, if you want some other stuff to listen to, if you're wondering about these new Oscar changes... Check out The Big Picture on Channel 33. Sean Fennessy, Amanda Domins, and Bill Simmons all discussed what it means that they're adding this new category and how the Oscars are trying to become more relevant. We got everything covered for you from food and entertainment with Dave Chang to your NFL fantasy football team to the future of the Oscars. Check it out. All available on the Ringer Podcast Network. And now let's batch. Welcome to Bachelor Party, the B-side. The finale has happened. It's over. And now it's paradise season. We are going to do a mailbag. And to do that, Craig, who's an intern here at The Ringer, is going to ask me these questions that have been posted on Twitter. Thank you so much for submitting them. I really appreciate it. We're going to get into it. But first, a statement from Warner Brothers. I emailed them to ask two questions. One, if the sticker on the back of the minivan that they gave to Garrett and Becca was... Easter egg, an intentional one. They said no comment. And second, I asked why Ari's segment was cut from the show, from the finale. And again, they said no comment. So I think we'll just have to assume, we'll have to make assumptions that could either be right or or not right. Assumptions, you know, you make take the risk of making an, a- an ass out of you and me, and that's okay. I do that every single episode of this podcast. I will just say that I am sure that the sticker came from production and I mean, of course, it's unconfirmed, but I believe it came from production and that it was an intentional Easter egg. Yes, um, the show has not made a comment about Garrett at all. And that's an easy way of doing it and messaging to their readers and the people who are unhappy that they stand for something in particular. So I think that was effective. And second of all, with Ari, I'm sure it was cut for time. I'm sure it didn't make sense of the narrative they were trying to put forth. And I bet that Ari and Lauren were not that um, cooperative. It seems like their relationship there has really frayed. And such, I would guess that they were just like, eh, we don't need this. Now it's time for questions. Craig, are you ready? I am. We're going to also throw in a few. These are kind of general. We'll also throw in a few specifically about Paradise that uh, we'll come up with as we go along. Let's do it. Craig, hit me with the first one. It comes from at Jess Law. Thanks, Jess. Say Becca wasn't engaged right now. If you could pair her with any former contestant or lead, who would it be? Wow. If Becca wasn't engaged... I think she'd be a really good fit for Ben Higgins. Ben is also still uh, more conservative than she is, like Garrett. But he's Midwestern. He seems like he's kind of into like the same kind of easy hangs that Becca likes. I just feel like they're both really nice people. Ben would just be great for her. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they'll meet once she breaks up with Garrett, which I'm like almost positive she's going to be. If it's not Ben, though, hmm, some other good contestants for her. She needs someone who's like easygoing, but also fun and also like extremely hot because that seems like that's what she's interested in. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like she should have given grocery store Joe a second chance based on his looks alone, but I wasn't loving his personality on Paradise. So I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm going to stick with Ben. Okay. What's the next question from Jess Law? Yeah. Number two from Jess. Similarly, now that Blake is on the market and could potentially be the next Bachelor, which former contestant could you see him hitting it off with? Wow. Blake is the Bachelor. Well, first of all, I hope that doesn't happen. I still stick by it. He was very sweet in in the finale and all and seems to be handling all this with grace. 
but he's just going to be too boring. I'm just not that excited about it. Who who wants to sit through a season of Blake overanalyzing and being neurotic? I just feel like he'll be really sweaty the whole time. I don't know if we want sweaty Blake. That said, if he doesn't if he doesn't become the Bachelor, which I hope he doesn't, or I hope you're listening, ABC. I could see him hitting it off. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe with Tia. I don't. She's having. Her, she had a really rough week on Paradise. Craig, did you watch Paradise? I did. Really bad showing from Tia. I really wanted to be on her side, but now she just seems like she is obsessed with Colton in a weird way and just looking for fame. Because if you get the first date card, that's like a really huge advantage. And they obviously did it because they, they wanted to mess with her and Colton. But that's a huge advantage. Use it so that you can c- control the game. She didn't do it. No. She just was like waiting for him and she was so whiny. Too much airtime for her. Way too much airtime. I wanted more Kendall. I think Kendall and Blake could be interesting. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. She just seems like she's great and kind of like substantive. And I think she's the same level of intense that Blake is, which I, I think would work out well for them. So I go for Kendall and, and Blake together. But let's just talk about Tia for a second. Could not have really had a worse first episode of Paradise. I I, I think it it turned. I, I I regret ever suggesting it for Blake. I think it's just because they're on the same level of attractiveness. You know, it's like even footing. But she just seemed like such a wet blanket and so unfun. I, I, who wants to be friends with Tia? No wonder why she had so many people turn against her. And what's up with her liking Chris suddenly? I don't know. That was definitely weird. Chris was the worst guy on Becca's season. I think you go for Chris if you're looking for for more attention and or something. I don't know. The winner of Paradise to me this week was Jordan because he referred to Colton showing up late as Chris's personal Vietnam. <laughs> and that's probably the funniest thing that's ever been said on Paradise. It was so hilarious. Made me like Jordan for the very first time after everyone's been trying to talk me into him. Thanks for the questions at Jess Law. Next, what do we have, Craig? This is from at Ty Brander for you, Juliet. How early do you have access to episodes? Oh, I would absolutely never tell. I can't reveal that. I'll just say it's not always the same. But but from that, I would never tell. Well, they have another question. How much live note-taking do you do for an episode? Um, Pretty much zero, just because I'm lazy and uh, have a pretty good memory. There you go. Thanks, Ty Brander. No more questions about me. Let's move on. This is from at PowerJing. Ginge. I'm going to assume Power it's from a... Power Ginge? Oh. I, hope, I hope it's from a redhead. That's just what I'm going to assume. Okay. At Power Ginge. Sorry. How do people in Bachelor Nation make money post-show? Like, what is Nick Vial doing other than working out? Spawn Con on Insta and Revolve Trips pay enough? So these appearances pay a lot. And there's a lot that you don't even know about. So there's like there's the Spawn Con, which I think it like is like relatively low. I don't think that is really the huge money maker, but I don't think it's nothing. So for someone like Nick, that's probably... Probably good. The, there's there's a whole there's two tiers. There's the leads. There's someone. There's like Nick. There's Becca. There's Ari, who has, hasn't really been doing it because I just think he's rich. He doesn't need to. Um, and so there's there's appearance fees, and those are the really high ones. You want you need to show up in person to get the big bucks. And I've heard rumors that like you can get up as the lead, the former lead with your winner. I don't know if it's each or together, but you can get like a hundred thousand dollars, which is a lot. Like you wow. could live off that for a year. So if you do. 10 of those, let's say you do two at $100,000 and then you do like 10 to 15 over a course of a year of like much smaller ones, but you're still getting like, I don't know, 5,000, 7,000. That's like low. That's very low. You can, you could certainly negotiate for more from that. That's a really good chunk of change. And that's like after like just year one. I mean, Nick is still getting, I think he hasn't told me and I hope he doesn't get mad at me for talking about his finances, but Nick is still making money off of this. And he is, you know, like a year and a half out from having been The Bachelor. So 
I, I think you can make a lot of money. The SpawnCon on Instagram, those rates really vary. And there's been some good pieces about how much people make. There was a really good one on Jezebel about three years ago. So I'm sure the rates have gone up and it it varies. But um, you can make a lot. I know at one point, JoJo, for her to model clothes, like I, I, have, a, I have a friend who works in fashion. And they were trying to book JoJo to do a photo shoot for their line within a year after she was the bachelorette. But like she had kind of receded from view to her credit as well. She's not like... So, so out here, though, obviously, she does a lot of Instagram, SpawnCon, and Snapchat. Um, but to book JoJo for a day was $50,000. Wow. That was, that was her day rate. So, you know, I, I think if you're the lead, you have a lot of power because even if people, like, stop caring about you so, like, so actively, the way that Instagram and Snapchat work is, like, you're just in people's feeds. You just pop up. And so JoJo, I, how many times have I watched her do a diff eyewear ad read like so many so and that's that's for the lead so I think that there's a lot and then for someone like Becca Becca not Becca but Becca she books like you know some modeling gigs and she also does the spawn con as well and I think there's a lot more like kind of urgency to to leverage her fame in a shorter period of time because she's not the lead and people will forget about her. But Bacom, I'm not really worried about. I think, you know, one of the reasons that people keep going on Paradise is it extends their fame, it extends their ability to sell themselves, extends the option of how they can become basically an Instagram celebrity and, and make money. Uh, it, it almost feels like the goal of going on The Bachelor is just so you can get on Paradise. Yeah, I think that is part of it because someone like Eric is going to remain in my consciousness for much longer. I forget about him in between seasons, but he's been now, but on Rachel's season, he was on Winter Games, I think. And now he's on Paradise. So like that, it just allows him to build his following and then he can monetize that. So it it does, it does make sense. But I would say for the leads, the appearance fees, and then for the people who are not leads, just contestants, they still do like bar appearances. And the people from the challenge have been doing this for a very long time. They just go on these bar tours. The, the Jersey Shore people did it too, although they all make a ton of money now from their appearances. And Polly's like a much sought after DJ. But the bar tour and like, oh, we'll, we'll be here for a few drinks. Then you can leave. You make a bunch of money that way. It's pre- it, I think it's like pretty easy. But, you know, the ones who like will have real careers are people like Ashley Iaconetti, who also is like doing hosting and like figuring out ways to partner with actual companies and brands that leverage a certain talent beyond just like having appeared on TV. Okay, next, what do we got? This is from at Vapo Malfoy. Okay, I assume it's a Harry Potter fan. I don't know anything about it. Me neither. Do you think Grocery Store Joe has ever said a sentence longer than six words in his life? Grocery Store Joe sucked a lot. Yeah, he did. I did not care for him. He's like weirdly arrogant, but also insecure. He His looks did, did improve. I was surprised that... Um, Becca didn't appear in his intro package because I remember seeing on Instagram that she like went shopping with him for swim swim shorts, swim trunks. Mm. So that was weird. I think the editing has been kind of interesting. Like if Ari got edited out of the finale and Becca got edited out of Paradise, that's fascinating to me. But um, I thought that he seemed really lame and super unfun and just like really negative. Like a total negatron would sit alone at a party, wouldn't want to hang out with everyone else. And I thought that was a really weird look for a guy who is essentially not famous and so, and somehow we, weasel his way onto a television show. Just really weird to me. Yeah, the only way he could go is down from his like initial reputation from being on five minutes of the show. Yeah, it does. It It's pretty bizarre, although he did look good. Great um, smile. Good luck to him. He uh, paired off right away with Kendall, which I think she's probably too good for him, so I hope that doesn't last for that long. What else we got from Vapo Malfoy? 
Okay. Also, would you be on board with Bachelor in Paradise switching locations every year? Not sure they would ever do that, but it would be super entertaining to mix it up. So I don't know why they need to switch locations. The challenge is always switching locations. Sometimes they'll be in Spain. They kind of like invented Cabo to me. It was the first time they ever I ever heard of it. It was when the challenge was there like 15, 20 years ago. Um, I get kind of get why they do that because the house, like based on sort of the real world lineage of the show is a big part of what they do. I think that it kind of makes sense for Paradise to stay in the same place because then it becomes like a character like Wells being the bartender. And before that, it was Jorge. Like, um, it's like a returning to vacation. Like, you know, like people just have like their vacation spots. They go every year. I'm going to Cape Cod and like, I you know, go there every summer. And so it kind of makes sense that Paradise is in the same place. So I would not want to move it, but I guess that could be fun. I think you would need to have a different twist each time. Like, I think Winter Games should move. Like, it was in Vermont. Fine. Vermont is, like, really uncool. I would move it to, like, Colorado or Utah, budget permitting. And, like, maybe if you had, like, a different type of games that they were doing each time, it would make sense. But I think for the Paradise format, Mexico is is a good spot. I don't know why it has to be in Sayulita. They probably get some kind of kickback from it. But um, there's other parts of Mexico they could explore. Mexico is so great, though. I just went for the first time. Couldn't recommend it enough. Um, We're going to take some more questions. But first, let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is RX Bar. It's a whole food protein bar that wants to build things the right way. You'd likely recognize RX Bar on the shelf. They're the ones who have the core ingredients listed on the front of the packaging. Egg whites for protein, dates to bind, nuts for texture, and other delicious ingredients like unsweetened chocolate, real fruit, and spices like sea salt or cinnamon. There's no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. And they're all gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free. Because, it turns out, real food ingredients actually taste really good. And with 14 delicious flavor varieties, including mango pineapple, chocolate hazelnut, and peanut butter and berries, to name a few, there's definitely an RX bar for you. Whether you need a snack at the office to push you through your 3 p.m. slump or just something to throw in your bag for the plane, consider RX bar. I am going on a flight tomorrow. I am going to Boston to see my camp friends for a wedding. And in fact, I will bring an RX bar with me because that's like a weird time. You know, we take off at eight and then we land at five. So like you, it's like you should have at least two meals and a snack in there because of the time change. It's going to be weird. So RX bar will be holding me over. If you want an RX bar for your next flight or really for any time, visit rxbar.com slash bachelor and enter promo code bachelor at checkout for 25% off your first order. That's rxbar.com slash bachelor and enter promo code bachelor at checkout for 25% off your first order. All right, now a few more questions. Hit it, Craig. Okay, this is from Casey Lee O'Brien. Mm-hmm. If you could pick one bachelor and one bachelorette to come out of this season's paradise, who would they be? Um, out of paradise. You know, I was really dubious that Wills could be the bachelor. I didn't think he had enough personality or charisma. I thought he seemed like a fun hang, but I wasn't sure that would translate to get the, to the camera. Strong showing in episode one. Absolutely. He, I think he knows that he could be um, in contention and could get that bad paradise bump like Nick got. And I could see, I could see it being Wells. So far, he's really the only one. I mean, I know I also ride for Colton. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. A lot of pushback on if Colton would be a good bachelor or not. I still think he would be good, but Nick made a good point that it would be just like a whole season of virgin jokes. And like, are, is he going to have sex? And that might get like boring and also probably bad for Colton's life. So I don't know if I do really want that, although I'm certainly intrigued. So of this group so far, I I vote for Wills. Nick, the fact that he even has a voice and is not like mute like the Little Mermaid 
when um, Ursula Takes Your Voice was a real revelation. I don't think he spoke at all on the season with um, Becca, but maybe I'm wrong. Craig, did he talk at all with Becca? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so that was shocking. Um, If we could pick one Bachelorette, I think it's going to be Bibiana. She's really fun. Also seems like everyone likes her. Uh, She's down for whatever. She also was like, relatively normal looking to me. Like she looks like a human you'd actually encounter in the wild. And I'm kind of sick of all of these bachelors and bachelorettes who just like look a little bit too perfect and a little bit overdone. So it's just not for me. She doesn't take herself too seriously, which is no, nice. Exactly. All right. We got a couple more. Okay. This is from, I'm going to butcher this. EU nice YC. I think it's Eunice at Eunice YC. Eunice YC. Yeah. Like Eunice Kennedy. You ever heard of her? No. Okay, she's one of the Kennedys. Okay, well, here we go. Is there a world in which Venmo John goes back to working in tech, or is he in the circle of flat tummy tees and sugar bear hair now? I definitely think Venmo John goes back to working in tech, because his earning potential is way higher in tech than doing uh, tummy tea and sugar bear hair. Like, this guy shouldn't be doing diff eyewear. If you can create a really popular app or have a hand in creating a really popular app, you have to take that. I 100% see him going back to... Tech, and who knows what could come next for him. Did you see the clip of him making out with somebody on the episode? Mm, yeah. Who was that? They didn't address that. I don't, he did start talking to someone. I don't remember who it was. He also got very little screen time with Becca. And um, I think that that's probably because he's like, again, like just way too much of a normie. Like he's not meant for television. He's just a smart guy with definite skills that should be uh, using them. And I don't think he should just beyond reality TV. That's not the answer for him. When you have like a real future career, you have to leverage it. It's still bizarre that he went on the show in general. I'd like to know really why and what his friends thought about it. Uh, I agree. Although I, I kind of like it. I bet like someone in his life nominated him and thought it'd be funny and then he actually got on. So good for him. All right, one more question. All righty, this is from at Pacharati. Yes. Do you think the contestants' reaction to Grocery Store Joe is similar to how they all thought Jared was extremely attractive? Maybe it doesn't translate well on TV. No. Joe is way more TV attractive than Jared. I do think Jared's attractive having met him in person. I just think that Joe has, like, a really good tan, which he acquired in between being on Becca's season and being in Paradise— And then he also just sort of looks like an amalgamation of many famous actors. Like, a lot of people have weighed in on this. I still think it's Darren Criss. Like, that's my my pick for who he looks like, the one that I see the most. But a lot of people have other opinions. And I think it's just because he is, like, straightforward, attractive. And I I bet, like, among some of the other people who are there, like, Jordan, also, you know, objectively handsome— but very modely and stylized. Joe is like more rugged and natural. And I think that there's like a certain appeal to to the less quaffed, less groomed guy in this setting. But maybe I'm wrong. It seems like every girl was into him in the episode. That's true. Um, I'm going to throw in one more question from at Enheims, Aaron Himes. And she asks, who do you have the highest hopes for in Paradise? Who do you think has the potential to make a run for Bachelor during the time in Paradise? Everyone wants to know about who can be the Bachelor. Like I said, I think it should be Wells from this bunch. Highest hopes, though, you know, I'm happy to have Crystal back. Now that Crystal's no longer speaking in her crazy voice, (laughs) I think that she could have a really good run and she can become like the next Claire Crawley. And we need that because I I hope that and think Claire is probably done after what happened with her and Benoit. And that's really for the best. Like, we we don't need... Claire forever having her heart broken on television. But we do need someone like that. And I I nominate Crystal. I think that uh, she'll drive people crazy for forever. She'll have a shifting voice. The one that she's using now is so much better. Thank God she stopped using the baby voice. 
And I could just see her really sticking around and making a run for um, iconic Bachelor character. It'll be from the latter era, because who knows how long this train will keep on moving. But I think that there's a, there's a lot of hope for her. Did you like her more or less in Paradise, Craig? A little bit more. I did think it was really funny that she asked if Joe had seen her her on Ari season, and he said no, and she was happy about that. Yeah. I mean, if you, and that showed like also a level of self-awareness she didn't get the chance to show beforehand. Um or when she was on Ari's season. She so, also must clearly not be that bad because everyone seemed fine with her after like the first five minutes. Yeah, I think if she's not speaking in like a voice that makes your ears feel like they're on fire, it's much better. So, <laughs> no big deal. Um, okay, thank you for these questions, everyone. I hope you enjoy Paradise. I am off next week, as I mentioned, off to Boston and Cape Cod. And then coming back the week of August 20th every other week through the hiatus until The Bachelor itself returns in January. Thanks for sticking with me this summer. Thanks for listening today. And of course, thanks to RX Bar. 